the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's 12.06. It is Black Friday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is Juan. It's The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now, as I said, uh, folks, a little bit of a on again. I just heard the weather forecast. A little bit of a drizzle. Black Friday, but a lot of people are home. I hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving. Boy, the weather was uh, terrific. Weather was nice and mild. And um, I think things are somewhat getting normal, but it's a a nice day. Some people are off. Some people are working. We are are live on the radio right now. It's 12.07, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This push for our program... Is brought by Henry Oil. Now, listen, it is rather mild, but as we know, um, things are going to start to head in the colder direction. That's why you want to make Henry Oil your oil provider. Call them today, 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, who's your oil provider? I'm asking you. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil. Why? Well, automatic delivery budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You know, a family tradition since 1947. It's Henry Oil, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Find them online at henryoil.com. It's Henry Oil. Well, folks, again, good afternoon on this Friday. I want to encourage you. Maybe you're doing some Black Friday shopping. We have a Black Friday sale going on right now in the shop on the website to petro.com. D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And don't forget to Petro.com. Uh, you just, you, you right at the top, they call it the dashboard. You'll see various categories and then you'll see shop. You go right in there and then boom, there it is. We have uh, tremendous merchandise, great Christmas gifts, whether it be sweatshirts or T-shirts or um, or if you're a wine drinker or beer glasses or mugs. Hats, it's a happening. It's all right there in the shop at depetro.com, which is, again, also brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Hey, this Sunday, Patriots' big game against Titans, against Tennessee, the banged-up Titans, by the way. Um, this will be payback for that playoff game, but you can catch all the action at Endzone Sports Pub. Dana uh, runs a great place all weekend long. People are stopping in, seeing uh, friends. It's End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Don't forget, they do karaoke tonight and Saturday night. And then on Sundays, they have the NFL ticket in the Patriots game. We'll be on there uh, this Sunday. Well, folks, I want to um, first uh, draw your attention to the uh, website, to Petro.com, as I mentioned. If anything, I'm, um, I'm actually even, I don't know what to make of, uh, well, first of all, I have on there where you can see Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, we are completely uh, misrepresented what happened in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I touched on this a little bit last hour, but um, but most importantly, um, he, he just gave out misinformation. He gave out misinformation, and you can see it on the website, topetro.com, where he depicted it as, you know, who brings a gun to a peaceful protest and was chasing people down. All lies, all designed to try to give false information in in an attempt to elicit and encourage lawlessness amongst many of his constituents. Now, just just so we're clear, Cicilline now, he will be up for re-election next November. Less than a year to go, uh, the Democrats are poised to lose power in the House. So Nancy Pelosi knows that. By all accounts, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the new speaker. So Cicilline will be completely to the back bench. And Cicil- Congressman David Cicilline, Rhode Island, surprisingly, still has two congressmen. Congressman Jim Langevin, which is Congressional District 2, which is basically everything south of Providence and then down into, you know, Warwick, Narragansett, Cranston, uh, North Kingstown, Point South is Congressman Langevin into Westerly, even Block Island. And as as many of you remember, Rhode Island was about to lose 
one of our congressional seats. And then they'd be during the census, Governor Raimondo and others, they developed a budget of over $1 million and they had 40, they paid 40,000 illegals cash money to fill out the census. They spent 800000 to get 40,000 illegals, mainly Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls, mainly Providence, Central Falls, but to fill out the census. They then also had, you know, you could say, well, where did the other money go? Well, they paid people to organize this. And what's frightening is it would seem apparent that they are now within the the voting roles in the voting system, those 40,000 illegals. True story, by the way. Now, Congressman David Cicilline, he is, he, in 2012, he, with then-Speaker Gordon Fox, who was in on a scheme at City Hall when Cicilline was mayor, where Cicilline was basically kicking money to Gordon Fox. And so then when Fox was Speaker... He owed Cicilline because then Mayor David Cicilline kicked a lot of money to Gordon Fox. And then they also felt they had things in common because they were both, um, you know, lived an alternative lifestyle, to say the least. So they redistrict the state. And Congressman Cicilline wanted more of the city of Providence. Now, at one time, Congressman Langevin had some elements of Providence. Now it's basically all Congressman Cicilline where he is allowed to bury a lot of votes there, pull a lot of votes out of there. He feels that you have been replaced. Congressman Cicilline is the congressman for, obviously, as I said, most of Providence, North Providence, Lincoln, Cumberland, Winsocket, Smithfield, North Smithfield, Boroughville, and then it goes East Bay. It goes into, you know. East Providence, uh, um, Barrington, Warren, Warren, Bristol, and then down into Newport and along the, the East Bay. So, um, so Cicilline basically feels that no one can touch him, that he has enough votes. However, as he's starting to look where the polls are, as Cicilline is, and this is significant, because supposedly he has some people that are running against him. But I'm always amazed. To me, it's like, when does the campaign start? If there's someone really running against him, to me, the only way is you should be running a campaign against him right now. Um, I know two people that supposedly are running against him. But to me, if if you're going to run a campaign, run a campaign. And I don't know why you'd miss out on things like this. But anyhow, so as you know, or may not know, but so Congressman David Cicilline, former mayor of Providence, Son of in-house counsel for the patriarchal crime family, which was his father, Jack Cicilline, uh, who no one would disagree. In the 70s and 80s, he was, without question, the premier criminal defense attorney, uh, in certainly in the Rhode Island area. You could argue New England, but definitely into the Rhode Island area. So, um, and, and maybe a little bit into the 90s, but the last 20 years, he's definitely... Um, brought down his business. So anyhow, but with Cicilline, he is a member, well, not a member, but supports the squad. He supports AOC. He supports uh, that uh, Omar, uh, Representative Elon Omar. And there's sound about her, a little controversy about her. I'm going to play in just a moment. He also supports that Talib, And he also, Ariana Presley of Massachusetts, who is just... Um, I, I they, they, these people then they're, they're not they're not even Democrats they're communist socialists. So Cicilline sees that they are kind of under fire right now. The squad because they signed on to an act called the Breathe Act, and what the Breathe Act calls for is over the next nine years all federal prisons are closed, all inmates are released into society, and it's not going very popular. It's certainly not going. And being taken or uh, perceived as popular after what you just witnessed happened in Waukesha with the Christmas parade killer. So that Representative Tlaib did the interview with Axios where he's asking her about it. And they really don't have a good answer about And I want you to remember this. Think of this. Think of the crime that would ensue today if 
Can you imagine, like, at the stroke of midnight, they open the doors, Walpole in Massachusetts, Wyatt Detention Center, and the ACI, all of those criminals set free, maybe even up into Massachusetts with um, Fort Devens. So federal prison uh, facility, all set free. Boom. The amount of crime. There was an lo- increase in crime during COVID because they let so many of the prisoners out of the ACI during COVID. So out of nowhere, Congressman Sisling is watching his polling numbers go down. He's also seeing that crime is becoming a big issue with people favor Republicans and agree with Republicans over Democrats when it comes to crime. So he sees his polling numbers going down. He sees he's being linked to the squad. And he also, uh, Congressman David Cicilline, recognizes that the, the wind is changing. The tides are turning. He has internal polls that show that he would actually be vulnerable if a credible candidate, Republican, would run against him just really on the issue of crime. So yesterday, on Thanksgiving of all days, he has no Thanksgiving message. Congressman David Cicilline puts out on Twitter. Now, I want you to understand, and again, folks, good afternoon at 1217. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, hey, listen, you know what? You want to catch up with some friends this afternoon or tonight or tomorrow? Head over to the Centerdale Comfort Food Cocktail, Centerdale Revival. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence, the Centerdale Revival. Shane and company, they run a great crew. They had a huge crowd there Wednesday night, night before Thanksgiving. They're waiting for you at Centerdale Revival. So yesterday of all days, Congressman Cicilline in a panic now over his polling numbers. See, he doesn't care about Woonsocket. He doesn't care about Cumberland. He doesn't care about the first district. All he cares about is being an attack dog for Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat Party. So he tweets out the following. On Thanksgiving Day, the smash and grab retail crimes are outrageous, exclamation point. Retailers and small biz have suffered enough from pandemic. Shoppers shouldn't be terrorized by these criminals. Thanks to police for all they're doing. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. And there's many things about this that are significant. Number one, he never uses the term criminals. When David Cicilline, Congressman Cicilline, when I knew him, when he was a criminal defense attorney in Providence, he was then a state senator, and then Edith Agello took over his seat uh, before he then ran for mayor in 2002. He never uses the word criminals. Never. Last summer, during the summer of unrest, 2020, we had all the Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all the destruction, rioting, looting, burning businesses. Do you realize that the summer of 2020, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the quote, peaceful protesters, that they did $2 billion worth of damage in the United States, and he never ever referred to them as criminals. So something that jumps out at me, he uses the word criminals. He never uses the word criminals. When he was a defense attorney, he never used the word criminals. He never, I think this is the first time I've ever seen him use the word criminals because his job was he would get criminals off and he would go through loopholes and he would try to uh, discredit police. They would have high level drug dealers Nailed dead to rights. And Cicilline would work his magic with the jury and pick apart testimony from specifically police, look for different loopholes, try to get evidence excluded. And but he never used the word criminals. He never used the word terrorized before. Shoppers shouldn't be, quote, terrorized by these criminals. You know, David Cicilline, Congressman Cicilline, he didn't even use the word terror or terrorized after 9-11. He's, a, he's never even used it during all the terror, true terror attacks. He never used it. So that stuck out at me. Sharpers shouldn't be terrorized by these criminals. And then this part. Thanks to police for all they're doing. 
Now, he has never thanked police. Last year, in May of 2020, Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline attended the Black Lives Matter protest in Providence that then led to they smashed all the windows of the back of the Rhode Island State House. That was on a Saturday. On Monday night, the crowd gathered and they rioted in the city, destroyed Providence Place Mall, destroyed the downtown area, smashed windows, set businesses on fire, destroyed or set a cruiser on fire, and then looted stores and looted Providence Place Mall. He never commented on it. Last summer, as the police were under attack, he never commented. Never. Even as former mayor. Never. It, it wouldn't be as if be, to me, it, it's not like he's commenting on something going on in, New, say, for Newport, right? He's the congressman, but he never served in Newport. Or let's just say there was something going on in the city of Woonsocket. He's never, he never served in Woonsocket, but he was the mayor of Providence, which was ground zero for all the unrest. Never said a word, and certainly never since the death of George Floyd. Everything that comes, communication from his office, is anti-police. So in one tweet, number one, he uses the word criminals. He's never used that word before. Number two, he used the word terrorized. Like I said, he didn't use the word terror. terror. Terrorized almost means like terror. He didn't even use that after 9-11. He wanted to thank police for all they're doing. I am telling you, as someone that has covered him since he's been, he has never thanked police. He has aligned himself with the squad and others who want to defund, who want to defund the police, not thank the police, defund the police. The entire Black Lives Matter movement, the entire Black Lives Matter movement is is anti-police. It's against policing. It's against police officers. He has, he's always wearing his mask and everything else, Black Lives Matter. Thanks to police for all they're doing, he's never, never echoed that sentiment. So this tells me that despite the way he manipulates the voter rolls, despite the way he manipulates everything, he's actually a little uncomfortable with the direction that the public is going. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is seemingly tone deaf. McKee doesn't realize that Biden is in free fall. McKee doesn't realize, Governor, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, who's still on vacation, still in the midst of his 12-day vacation that ends Sunday, he, st- he thinks he has a 59% approval rating. Rhode Island Governor, former Mayor Cumberland Dan McKee. If the governor and his people, I don't know if he's been back from his vacation yet. Listen, you don't have, you don't have a 59% approval rating. His staff, he doesn't have a very trained staff. They think the approval rating they took of Governor McKee that he's going on, that he's strutting around with, was done in July. In, in Rhode Island, in July... Biden had a 59% approval rating. In, no, excuse me, in June. President Biden did. Where is Biden now? Well, nationwide, he's under 40%. In Rhode Island, you know, in, in Rhode Island, he's under 50%. So I'm going to put Governor McKee below 50% approval rating. They think he's at it. He and his staff, they think Tony Silva saw the numbers. Tony Silva. They, well, even though they think he's at 60% approval rating, they don't recognize the polling was done in July before the Tony Silva wetlands controversy, which is still unresolved yet. I'm hearing charges are coming from the state police and the attorney general. That was before the contract controversy. I'm hearing charges are coming on that state police attorney general. He still has the director of the DMV. Still under investigation from June. Is there anyone that moves slower than the Rhode Island State Police? Now, there are times that state police apparently don't, don't, they move pretty quickly, such as that trooper that was in the cruiser in Wesley. But most of the time, the state police investigation of Bud Craddock, I could have wrapped that up 
within two weeks. It, it happened in June. You know, we're about to enter December. It's still going on. I mean, no one other than a snail and a turtle, no one moves any slower than the Rhode Island State Police. Trust me. And I and I'm I support that I'm friendly with them, but no one would ever accuse them of moving quickly. Let's just be very, very clear about that. Um, but so Cicilline, just to finish this out, he listen, he's in trouble. Think of that. Smash and grab. I couldn't believe when I saw that. He feels he owns the media. He feels he has another year of being high profile. But he's also looking at where the country is going. And I even wonder now, when we had Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, Dan McGowan confirmed that Rhode Island, former Rhode Island governor, now Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, she tried to talk David Cicilline into running for governor. Even wonder now if he regrets staying in Congress and not running for governor. I am not suggesting, I'm not suggesting that I would ever support this. Some people, how can you say, I, I didn't say, I didn't say that I would support him. But when you have that number of illegal votes in the city of Providence, and this is all about winning the Democrat primary, wonder now if he regrets because when when the Democrats lose the House, he's totally kicked to the back of the bus. So, all right, folks, there's also a, a um, interesting story that's really um, taken off nationwide that I'm going to tell you about in just a moment. But I want to remind you, Nellison, it's not your imagination. And we have a lot of sound to play as well. Um, I want to remind you that it is obviously getting colder. And that's why, uh, whether it is Black Friday or whatever the situation is, when you have an emergency, whether it's your heating or a plumbing emergency or whatever, you know, an emergency is just that. It's an emergency. You can depend on R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 732-6562. It's Coogs. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone from R.E. Coogan and Heating. Uh, give them a call, 732-6562. Helpful trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating, and cooling. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan at Heating, 401-732-6562. It's Coog's. It's R.E. Coogan at Heating. Folks, as always, go to the website, dipetro.com, and don't forget dipetro.com, which is brought to you by our friend Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Cat's Pat's based out of Cumberland. Do you know Pat? She's delightful. Call her. Over 20 years' experience. Licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. 401-474-5253. Caldwell Banco Realty. And there's a link if you'd like to reach her right on depetro.com. This story took off. So in Los Angeles, they have a mandate for firefighters. And one firefighter received a notice that he was non-compliant with the mandate. Have you heard about this? So apparently they're at the firehouse and they're giving out the mail or wherever they're doing it. <laughs> and they hand him his non-compliant uh, vaccine mandate letter, an L.A. firefighter. So what does he do? <laughs> he drops his pants Wipes his behind with the letter. Apparently, don't kill the messenger here. Leaving, I'm aware that people are having lunch. Leaving fecal matter on the document before dropping it to the the ground. Do you know that there is, um, there's right now an investigation. He's under investigation for doing this. So, um, there's a deep resistance in the fire department <laughs> to the new mandate. So it happened November 18th. The L.A. Fire Department spokeswoman said, we're aware of this and we're taking action. He is on an paid administrative leave and will face the consequences of this inappropriate act. No matter how our members react, all city employees must abide by the city ordinance. Either file for an exemption, get vaccinated, or face termination. So the mayor, Mayor Eric Garcetti, declined to comment. 
But he released a statement saying, you know, the mayor, um, you know, they're going to handle it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The fire commissioner, I'm appalled at the actions by this L.A. fire department firefighter. Um, So that was his reaction and getting it. And, folks, the, the story just rocketed with people. And one of the funniest things is if you read any of the comments uh, some of the comments didn't realize people in L.A. could be that cool. Of course, he's a fireman. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> um, somebody else had put, I wouldn't want to have to be the person investigating that. Um, let's see. The streets are full of homeless people. Feces, used needles. How dare they drop this letter with fecal matter on it? Um, why? Is that frowned upon? Uh, the, the comments anywhere... Which is his right, which is his right. Um, so those things are useful after all, <laughs> meaning the uh, maintenance letter. <laughs> Give that man a medal. I like not all heroes wear capes. Hey, that was his reaction. Someone else, hope he runs for office. <laughs> Why is there an investigation? Well, they didn't like the fact that he had, had done that. So, but you don't. I don't see any comments of people, um, people even going after him for any way. Uh, and you say that was a bad thing. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, my goodness, folks. When will the mandates come to an end? I don't know when the mandates are going to come to an end. I don't know when the, the, the mandates come to an end. Now, I believe Governor McKee. I think he's going to start to face the media. I want to play for you some sound. Is that um, she's a congresswoman from Colorado, Lauren Boebert. Uh, she's under fire. I want to play that in just a moment. But I did see Governor McKee, when his vacation is ending, he's he is going to. Um, oh, hold on. I'm seeing uh, Black Lives Matter. Did someone say Black Friday? Uh, did someone say Black Friday? So they are upset that uh, the term Black Friday. I just I'm looking at an email from Black Lives Matter. But let me see. Uh, here we go. Governor's office. McKee Matos administration. Governor to hold a public input session. When is this happening? Uh, Monday. Where is it happening? Lincoln. Harry Kazarian Elementary School. Oh, he's got, that's odd. Oh, Tuesday, oh, Mon- well, Monday and Tuesday is doing them. One in Lincoln at Lincoln High School, 5 o'clock. And then Tuesday, I believe, is at the Harry Kazarian Elementary in Providence. So Governor McKee is getting back. Oh, and he's also announcing the uh, Governor McKee Thursday, December 2nd. At 5 o'clock, Governor McKee and the first family will light the Christmas tree at 6.15. You know, one thing, I don't know who came up with it, but one thing I will say that the governor is um, is actually doing a wise thing is they're finally putting a tree outside the state house. You know, everywhere there's normally a nice tree outside of something. The Rhode Island State House for years, they always just have it inside. So I think they should have the bigger tree outside, but they're going to have an artificial tree inside the Rhode Island State House. But they're finally going to put one outside. Um, and it's what I don't understand is so they're going to have a the real tree outside, an artificial tree inside. But the one inside is the bigger tree. I think they should just have one of those giant, you know, Rockefeller Center type trees outside. But outside, would, where people would be more inclined to go and have a photo taken and so forth, inside the state house, and especially since COVID started, but between that and security and everything else, it's not exactly the easiest place to maneuver in and out of. Folks, as always, right now it's 1235. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show right here uh, on this Black Friday and AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. As always, visit the website DePietro.com and DePietro.com which is brought to you by Tavolo. Wine bar in Tuscan Grill, authentic, innovative Italian cuisine, three great locations, Providence at Wells Avenue, Smithfield near Bryant, and then the Warwick location, which is um, right on 
Post Road, right across from the airport. All right, so this representative, Lauren Bobert, she's uh, addressing some people in Colorado. Looks like a casual gathering, and she's greeting some people. And she tells a story over this Thanksgiving break. Uh, this might have been Wednesday night. So she's... Um, Two people that have certainly made waves in Congress are uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, and then also um, this representative, Lauren Boebert. She is a congresswoman uh, from Colorado. So listen to her tell this story about she got into an elevator with Lauren, with uh, Elon Omar that she calls... Uh, the Jihad Squad. Omar is that um, the rep from Minneapolis who also is, um, you know, she's a member of the squad. So I'll, I'll let, you'll hear the sound. The sound is decent of this Lauren Bobart, but she tells the story of getting into an elevator with Elon Omar. And then there's a punchline. Um, there's a punchline there. So let me um, let me just play some of the sound of this. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, the other night on the House floor was not the, my first Jihad Squad moment. Uh, so I was getting into an elevator with one of my staffers. And he and I, are, we're leaving the Capitol. We're going back to my office. And we get in the elevator. And I see a Capitol Police officer running hurriedly to the elevator. I see fret all over his face, and he's reaching, and I'm like, what? I can't, the door's shutting, like, I can't, I can't open it, like, what's happening? I look to my left, and there she is, Bill on Omar, and I said, well, she doesn't have a backpack, we should be fine. <laughs> So we only had one floor to go, and I was like, uh, do I say it or not? And looked over, and I said, oh, look, the Jihad Squad decided to show up for work today. Don't worry, it's just her staffers on Twitter that talk for her. She, she's not tough in person. She doesn't, yes. <laughs> so, but there's a little bit of interactions with these the Jihad Squad. She doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. So Jake Tapper, folks. So this has rocketed. And Jake Tapper of CNN is out of his mind. Um, let me just see this. Uh, Jake Tapper is out of his mind about this. And saying, like, this is outrageous. And how is this a loud and you know it is this type of behavior and but they cannot believe that someone like that is you know even making um this is pure anti-muslim this is a jake tapper bigotry completely contrary to what the u.s is supposed to stand for that this is tolerated, the House GOP indictment, anyone who's silent about it, and blah, 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 screaming. By the way, this thing has been viewed by how many times? <laughs> Four million views. She delivers it pretty well. Let me play this one more time. And now you know the punchline, what she's going to say. Well, she doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. But she twice refers to her as the Jihad Squad. So, again, this is uh, from Colorado. Lauren Bobart, Congresswoman Lauren Bobart who is um, young and certainly making a lot of waves in Washington. But her crowd, they are laughing and love it. <laughs> Let me uh, play this again. Yes, I have an Elhan story for you. So, <laughs> so uh, the other night on the House floor was not the, my first Jihad Squad moment. Uh, so I was getting into an elevator with one of my staffers. And he and I, are, we're leaving the Capitol. We're going back to my office. And we get in the elevator. And I see a Capitol Police officer running hurriedly to the elevator. I see fret all over his face. And he's reaching. And I'm like, what? I can't, the door's shutting. Like, I can't, I can't open it. Like, what's happening? I look to my left. And there she is. Bill on Omar. And I said, well, she doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. <laughs> 
So, uh, Omar, she is, and again, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 1241 on this uh, Friday. It's John DePietro on, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Yes, we are live on this uh, Friday, the day after. It is Black Friday, November 26th. Right now, well, a little bit of a drizzly uh, afternoon. Uh, feels like 46, 43 degrees right around. There. It's going to be a little drizzly on and off um, this afternoon. But uh, Elon Omar, by the way, she then she claims that 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 did that did not happen. She took, you know, what's amazing is Elon Omar, she's uh, the Somali um, Minneapolis congresswoman. She has three million followers on Twitter. She's the one. She's part of the squad. She's a progressive. She's the one that had said and on 9-11, some people did something and so forth. She put out on Twitter fact this buffoon looks down when she sees me at the Capitol. This whole story is made up. Sad she thinks bigotry gets her clout. Anti-Muslim bigotry isn't funny and shouldn't be normalized. Congress can't be a place where hateful, dangerous Muslim tropes get no condemnation. So she's obviously uh, very upset. And then that Cori Bush, she's the progressive from Missouri congresswoman she put out capitol hill is a toxic work environment for muslim members and staff <laughs> when bigots routinely spew racist um islamophobic vitriol unchecked no consequences congressman omar we love you some people did something on 9 11 but they see they're always going after marjorie taylor green and um they're always going after the um Republicans in Congress. Speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, how about the fact she thinks that Kyle Rittenhouse, that Kyle Rittenhouse should get the Congressional Medal of Honor? Now, again, she he's not going to get it, but I think they, you know, she just does that just to then kind of, just to kind of rile the, um, to just rile the, to just rile them is why she does that. I want to go to um, this is a uh, South Carolina dad talking about kids in school with the mandates. And this was at a school committee meeting. It's about the mask. And I want you to just listen because there's a good piece locally written about how the teachers unions now are trying to discourage any um, any uh, parents from going to school committee meetings. And the head of the teachers union is coming under fire locally now for saying, Bob Walsh, for saying stay-at-home moms should not be going to school committee meetings. If you're a stay-at-home mom, that means you're a stay-at-home mom, you don't leave the house. So why are these stay-at-home moms leaving the house attending school committee meetings? It's none of their business what's being taught in the school. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, it should just be that. You stay at home. So, um, But this father is speaking out at, um, at a school committee meeting, and I just want you to I want to play just a little bit of the sound. Here we go. Until you cease your pointless mandates and are willing to humbly submit to the wishes of the Richland County School District to parents and cultivate an atmosphere of cooperation and collaboration amongst your bosses, the collective board, I will render to you the same level of cooperation and support you have given me over these past few months. No compliance. To be one of the highest paid public officials in the state of South Carolina and not delivering on the services promised, like impartiality, character, and leadership, it would not be to my best interest as a taxpayer to support an official that sacrificing the district's own responsibility to provide adequate education for our children to pursue his selfish political career. You know, I like that. I'm going to offer you um, non-compliance, meaning that you certainly have not been, you know, complying with how, um, with what parents want. 
Let me go to some other sound we have. Folks, good afternoon at 1246. This is CBS and CBS News. They call the Waukesha Massacre. Now, you had the Christmas Parade Killer. And CBS refers to it as... Oh, that was the parade crash. Let me hear that sound. Bank worker. We are also hearing from the uncle of one of the 18 children hurt in the crash on Sunday. David Begnaud reports on how one 11-year-old girl is doing. You know, this business, again, they're downplaying the crash. It wasn't wasn't a crash. I played last hour the judge. The the judge in the case... um, had even the judge in the case said the detectives were telling him that that uh, aspiring rapper was purposely trying to run people down. How is that possible? Trying to run people down. So I don't it, like why. And I, I also had played the sound on. Um, on on MSNBC. One person referred to it as an accident, as a matter of fact, an accident. Like, what exactly are you are you talking about? An accident? No, he was purposely as frightening as that is. That, you know, and, and that guy who never should have been out on bail and locally of progressives that are screaming because why did they set a five million dollar bail? But never should have been allowed to let out on bail. And locally, they're saying that they should, they got to do an end to the cash bail. I want to once again play, if you haven't heard this, this is the judge that is taken aback with this Daryl Brooks. He's the accused in this Waukesha Christmas parade killing that he was the driver of the car. Listen to this judge who basic, he's basically saying, listen, all my years, I've never seen anything like this. Someone was zigzagging, weaving, purposely running down children and old women in a Christmas parade. It's evil on earth. Listen to the judge who I think um, is just tremendous and just being so honest about it. Like he's appalled, shaken almost to his core on this. Um, this is the judge in the case setting the bail. With the bail being recommended by the state. I'm an old guy of five million. who's been doing this for almost 40 years. DA's office, criminal defense attorney, 17, 18 years as a uh, commissioner, both in Milwaukee and uh, now in Waukesha. The nature of this offense is shocking. Uh, actually, the detail I was not expecting here today that two, two detectives... Not lay people, detectives, uh, not only try to stop this, but rendered an opinion that this was an intentional act. You're presumed innocent, sir, uh, but that's what the allegations are. Um, and I've not seen anything like this in my very long career. Um, it seems to be a very strong case for the state. Likelihood of incarceration, which is the other aspect of bail, is absolute. If you are found guilty of any one of these, a multitude of them, it's a life imprisonment sentence that must be meted out. I, I have no problem. I just, with, with that bail, it's extraordinarily high, but it's an extraordinarily big case. It's an extraordinarily uh, serious case with an extraordinary history of this gentleman, um, of fleeing, of hurting people, of not following court orders, not following um, criminal laws, not following just your societal norms. Um, So I know that that's extraordinarily high bail. Uh, It's warranted here, and I am setting cash bail in the amount of $5 million. You know, and that was, um, and again, uh, folks, at 12.50 on this Black Friday, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. All the local activists, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, Antifa, all these other activist groups that want to, they're all uh, outraged by this. There was a GoFundMe set up for this uh, evil dirtbag that was doing this. 
but locally they locally they are out just absolutely outraged and incensed and are demanding this this person set free what that judge said about this christmas parade killer that really stuck out to me is this is someone that no matter what we do he he doesn't follow the law he doesn't if you uh, set a bail, he, he doesn't show up. If you set up a no contact, he violates it. You tell him to be in court, he won't be in court. Continually breaks the law. What, why, why would we let someone like that go? These are the people that the activists, that the Black Lives Matter, the, the Antifa, that all of these progressives, and locally, you have the, they call them the co-op collaborative they want to. They want to empty prisons. They they don't like cash bail. They if we're up to them, if we're up to some of these local activists. They would let that guy out onto the streets. That just killed purposely six people, who was zigzagging to run down young children running for their life in a Christmas parade, who went out of his way to hit and run down. Elderly women that were dancing as part of the dancing grannies in a Christmas parade. He did that. He would stop and start see which direction they were going to go and then zip to go and hit them. So let's just be very clear. David Cicilline is with that group. Right. David Cicilline is with that group. He supports them. Wall Street Journal has a very good piece today. Democrats by Kimberly Strassel, who's great. Democrats have a Waukesha problem. The massacre at a Christmas parade reveals the dangers of their crime policies. See, this is what Cicilline's nervous about. Here's the common reaction to the uh, Waukesha murders. It's nuts that the suspect, with his long criminal history, was free on $1,000 bail posted Days before the automotive rampage, New York Rep. Alexandra Orcasi-Cortez, AOC, in a tweet the day after the Waukesha murders, quote, today we sent a letter, New York City's five district attorneys requesting information on excessive bail in the NYC court system. The letter was also signed by fellow New York Democrat Carolyn Maloney and Maryland's Jamie Raskin. He was one of the impeachment managers with Cicilline. The disconnect will haunt Democrats. Waukesha is one of those rare moments when the consequences of an extreme ideology are brutally exposed to a nation. Big new midterm problem for Democrats. One that could prove as difficult to overcome is rising inflation, COVID surges, and parental backlash against educational fads like critical race theory. There is that representative in Providence that they all cheer on and support, Senator Tierra Mack. She's the one. I interviewed her the day after uh, that poor girl from Warwick was innocently killed in a drive-by. And I said, do you still want to defund the police? And she said, yeah, no, we need to defund the police. Empty the prisons and defund the police. Abolish police. They don't care that there's anarchy. They don't care that people are killed. They don't. None of that matters to them because they just deal in hypothetical and it's ideology. They never like to deal with real life. I I would think someone right on the scene where someone was just murdered, you know, might say, well, obviously we need some element of police. Nope. Yeah. Abolish the police. Empty the prisons. Cicilline's on board with that. Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, up to him. He would go to the ACI right now on this Black Friday and set all the inmates free. Doesn't matter the crime. Mass murderers, child molesters, rapists, doesn't matter. Abolish prisons and set them all free. That is their mantra. Back to the Wall Street Journal. Crime is soaring nationally after progressives spent years pushing to water down bail rules, forego prosecutions, release prisoners, and even defund the police. Governors, mayors, prosecutors who indulge these demands have D's behind their names. Mayor Lorsa, 
Mayor Alorza, there's 200 people gathered outside the Providence Place Mall. Let them vent. Mayor Alorza, they, they have rocks and stones and they have weapons. They look like they're going to do damage to stores. Let them vent. What did Alorza tell the Providence Police? Stand down. Nope. No riot shields, no helmets, no sticks. Let them vent. It's the least we can do with what police did to George Floyd. Cicilline, Black Lives Matter. Abolish all police. Back to the Wall Street Journal. The numbers have already been spiraling into a political problem. The violence that the left egged on in the wake of George Floyd's murder has only grown. Homicides increased by 30%. Chicago is likely to end this year with its highest murder rate in 25 years. Portland, Oregon, home to routine violent riots, is on track to surpass 1,200 shootings this year. There were 400 in 2019. Los Angeles recorded more homicides in July than any month for more than a decade. Citizens have already responded at the ballot box. November 2nd, Minneapolis voters rejected an initiative to abolish the police force. Pro-policing candidates won mayoral races in New York City, Eric Adams, Seattle, Buffalo. Um, on New York's Long Island, two Republican district attorney candidates beat Democrats in races. There were referendums on state bail changes that kept letting repeat offenders go free. Left-wing Democrats are struggling to adjust. Longtime Milwaukee County District Attorney concluded the Waukesha suspect charged with killing six, injuring 40, had been let out on inappropriately low bail. He promised an internal review. The same, his name is John Chisholm, previously bragged his office reduced prosecutions and incarcerations and cash bails. In the weeks before Waukesha, the Wisconsin governor put 500 National Guard on active duty in Kenosha. To forestall violence might accompany the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. It was an about face from the August 2020 riots when he let Kenosha burn. San Francisco District Attorney ran in 2019 on a promise to end mass incarceration and cash bail. He's now tweeting his outrage over the organized looting of his Union Square shops and vowing to, quote, bring felony charges. <laughs> According to an NBC Bay Area analyst, Analysis, San Francisco officers made 131 arrests for felony domestic violence during the fourth quarter of 2020. His office dismissed 113 or 86% of them. You can't tweet away pro-crime policies that have been years in the making. <clears throat> Their demands include termination of affecting policing tactics, end cash bail, end mandatory sentencing, and prosecutions for most crimes. Hey, right after taking office, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio agreed to stop the use of stop and frisk. Same year, California voters decriminalized shoplifting. So everything under 950 is a misdemeanor. All right, folks, here's what we're going to do right now. Uh, the time is 1259. Uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We're going to break for the one o'clock news, we have a full hour to go. The power hour is next on this Black Friday. Keep it tuned right here. A lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show.